On today's podcast, we talk about sighing. And actually, I give you permission to sigh more, to sigh in the office, to sign the car, to sigh my event. And it's all thanks to Andrew Huberman. So you can't say that I said it. You can say like one of the smartest guys in the world said it, but I have that plus a lot of other fun stuff in today's episode. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Mind of Giorgio. And today I'm stoked because we're going to talk about two people I'm obsessed with and uh, both of their names start with, uh, well, they both start with A, but we'll call them Alex and Andrew, right? So let's talk about sighing. Let's talk about breathing. Let's talk about movement. Let's talk about emotional regulation. Let's talk about one of my favorite quotes uh, that I ever heard Alex Sharfin say, which you haven't, you don't have the business you want because you haven't become the person to run it, right? Just this frame to keep in mind when it comes to the mindset required to run business. And then I heard uh, another billionaire the other day in an interview say, um, your bank account will never exceed your level of personal development, right? And so like understanding that in the this game of life, whether it's business, our life, wherever we're focusing our energy, it comes down to being able to regulate our nervous system and in in face of anxiety stress, trauma, triggers, to be able to pause, find some clarity, and then make a decision and move forward. And what's so interesting about that is that there's ways that we as human beings naturally do this that we've been taught are wrong. And it's something that's becoming a lot more prevalent now uh, and a lot more talked about now. But, you know, we live in a day and age now, especially if you're an entrepreneur, which you most likely are if you're listening to this, where it's almost like living anxiety is like the norm and everything's really, really sensitive. And then we think about things that we do during our day to help ourselves cope, to help ourselves feel better, whether that's sighing, whether that's jittering, whether that's shaking, whether it's, you know, picking up your phone and all these things play a massive, massive role in the way that we do life and the way that we do business. And and most of our life, <laughs> has been spent being shamed. And Ashley and I both came across this clip of Andrew Huberman. And Andrew Huberman, uh, if you don't know who he is, uh, go find out who he is. I don't even know all of his accolades. He's just a genius and he's really smart, but uh, he also does all of this stuff. He like walks the walk and uh, he owns this lab, they do all this testing and just really, really smart guy. But there's this video of him talking about sighing. And I know one of the things that I talk about all the time that I utilize as a tool to regulate my nervous system, to help me center, to help me ground is breath work, right? And so I want to, today on the podcast, this one, I want to kind of talk about two things in regards to these tools, breath work being where I'm going to start with this. And we're going to talk about sighing. We're going to talk about movement. We're going to talk about like EFT tapping and a few other things, but also like in regards to two buckets, number one, bucket one is you. And with you, it's understanding that these are all tools to put in our toolbox to help us navigate this game that we call life or business or entrepreneurship, right? Understanding that 
everything that we want in our life, in our business, in our vision is going to come down to us building it brick by brick. And the more clear we can be about that, that those bricks are the right pieces or they're the right workout, and we can regulate our nervous system and our emotions, we can stay consistent and keep working towards that and achieve our results, right? So there's that bucket, which is regulating ourselves. Like for me, remembering the times where you know, I thought I lost the business or we were almost bankrupt or that whole account got shut down or I lost my best client and remembering those feelings and um, how hard it was, but now how familiar I am with them. But now they look different and we have tools to be able to remind us of the reality so that we can focus on what matters. So that's bucket one. But bucket two is also the way that you can utilize the awareness of these tools and these behaviors to recognize things that you can utilize as a leader to either help you with your team, help you with your customers, help you with your relationships, help you with the people you care about by recognizing patterns and things that may be happening for them while you're around them. And so there's two buckets here, right? So for me, breath work is a really, really big bucket, um, but it's also a tool that I have that I know is so powerful, but yet is still not a default for me um, in the lens of like, Sometimes it's hard for me if I'm really upset um, to go into my breath and stay in it and not be in my head. So I'll have to get into my physical body. But I watched this video with Andrew Huberman about sighing and the video will be linked below this episode and I'll make sure the team shares the clip uh, when they share this episode on social media as well. Team, please write that down (laughs) because I'll probably forget. But in this clip, he talks about sighing and he takes you through how to do this sigh and it's basically you inhale as much as you can and then you sip in a lot and then you do this sigh and i just watched it like six times before recording this and i still can't explain it so i'm not going to try you're gonna have to watch the clip but this sigh has been instrumental for me in regulating my nervous system and i moved it right up to the top of the sos right so you know our sos our inner tools Um, If you don't, go listen to that episode. Uh, It is linked below. Team, please link that below. But in that inner tools, these tools to get back into our body to regulate our nervous system, right? And the sigh has become like my number one tool. And really, it's massively beneficial because it helps regulate my nervous system, bring me down, but also like bring me clarity. And it's like instant. And I was doing it naturally, right? And so I found this video. Ashley found this video. And Ashley... Also, our CEO, which you know, she's been on the podcast. She's done episodes by herself. Anxiety is something that she struggles with and has struggled with a ton. And we both have these conversations about even in day-to-day life or even in entrepreneurship, how so many people make us wrong or make people wrong for having anxiety or having stress or having fears. And it's crazy to me because everybody has them. And the only way to truly succeed is to have a relationship with them, not to deny them. But we've been conditioned over the years that fidgeting or our nervousness or our anxiety um, or any of these habits or behaviors are necessarily bad things when in actuality, they're our body trying to regulate ourselves back into safety or comfort or throwing a check engine light on to try to get us to pay attention to maybe do something here. And so I just think it's a really, really interesting thing. And I think with entrepreneurship, It's really important to talk about emotional regulation 
and mindset and focus and these tools, given the fact that there's so much uncertainty in the day to day of what we do. Like I, I cried yesterday when I was out on a walk, I went on an eight mile walk and I was remembering early parts of my entrepreneurial journey and these times where I was like convinced I was going to quit. And then I somehow made it and I somehow made it. And then I started thinking about people that I know over the years who started and then went back and got another job or did something else. And I just, it brought all these tears because I remember so vividly and I still have all those feelings now. I still feel a lot of those same feelings. I just have a different relationship with them. And I, and I feel like entrepreneurship is such a lonely bucket in itself. And it can feel so isolating and so alone when you're building your whole world from the inside out and you forget that there's other people around. And having these tools and having these awarenesses puts us in a position of power to be able to navigate our race, right? Like I think about it, like I'm on, like I'm out on like a thousand mile ultra marathon and I have aid stations every hundred miles and my friends and people and tools. But what happens in between, I have to be prepared for to keep moving forward. And so it's been really interesting to really, really reflect on this because I think about, you know, for those of you who do coaching or have clients or are on Zoom calls or facilitate events or have ever coached people in person, you think about how many times you utilize these things as tools for you, right? So the things I'm talking about is sighing, being a tool that Andrew Huberman talks about utilizing, utilizing is a massive benefit to regulating your nervous system that you can do in like 30 seconds, but also as a way for you to recognize when you're coaching somebody and you say something or they say something and they sigh, you use that as a clue or they're moving or they're fidgeting or um, they look away or their body language changes, right? And so there's just awarenesses to have around this. And I think one of the most beautiful things when I look at all the people I get coaching from and the people I admire and I look up to is that they they look at this and these buckets and these tools and they like explore themselves around them. And then they utilize them to help find other people and give them to them as well to help utilize this. It's just like beautiful journey that I, I think about all the time. But all of these things are just cues for us. They're cues for us to get back on path, to get back on focus, to maybe get back into our body, to maybe get plugged back into our vision, to maybe get back to our needle movers in the business, to maybe um, address a fire that we've been putting out or you know, it, it can be utilized in a whole lot of different places, or maybe it's utilized when you're on a team meeting and you're on a call and you guys are proposing ideas and you see a team member like sigh after somebody says something and everybody goes on. But then you realize that if you ask a question in that moment, like, Hey, Susan, quick question. Like, what was that sigh? Like, what, what was your thought? I'd love to hear it. Like, I want all the feedback. And you realize that that sigh was an inclination or a clue into like a massive opportunity. Right. And so there's there's awesome awarenesses and things to be gained by utilizing these tools. And so the link to the video with Andrew Huberman is below. It's in the notes and I recommend that everybody watch it. But I also want to talk about a couple other of tools because I know for me with breathwork, like I said earlier, I love it. I use it. Some of the best breathwork teachers in the world are my friends and uh, Zach, who's absolutely incredible. Uh, who's been on this show, we've done breathwork together. That is also linked below. So if you want to go through breathwork with me and Zach uh, to learn this tool, to have it, we have that for you. That's linked below. And Zach is incredible, but I have these things. And even then, sometimes breath feels too hard for me or 
Um, sometimes I'll be on an airplane and I'll feel like doing breath work and other times I won't, or sometimes I actually forget and I'll be so overwhelmed or so upset. And so constantly looking at my toolbox and looking at our toolbox and adding things in is massively beneficial. But since I know not everybody utilizes the same tools and not every tool is as effective for everybody, we made a list of a couple other ideas and a couple other things that might be helpful for you that you can use to anchor in for yourself, whether that's for emotional regulation, whether that's for reminders for you in your environmental design. Break check. Let me take a moment to interrupt myself. I don't run ads on my own podcast, but sometimes I forget that I can tell you about things on my own show. So I'm interrupting for a very important announcement, which is the Lighthouse Business Accelerator, because it is event time. And as a fellow entrepreneur and business owner, you know how important it is to attend live events, especially ours, with the world's most intense Rock, Paper, Scissors Championship with the best prizes. But that's why I'm thrilled to invite you to our event that will transform your business and catapult your personal growth as a leader in the industry. And if you do not believe me, I swear to God, just go to mindofgeorge.com slash event. I will not tell you. The people on the page will tell you. Their videos will tell you. But the event is getting ready to happen November 16th through 19th in Whitefish, Montana, my beautiful home at the Grouse Mountain Lodge. We have a new event location. So down and dirty. It is a three-day event with an optional four, and everybody takes the fourth. They're just limited spots, but you'll find out more about those. Who's going to be speaking? Luckily for you, the best. My dear friend, Mo Ismail, and my, myself will be co-curating. He'll be speaking, and he is literally the best in the world at short-form content. It is mind-blowing. When he speaks, everybody writes notes and listens. My dear friend, John Wellborn, who is just a wealth of walking wisdom and knowledge. He was a NFL player for 10 years. He studied stoicism. He has degrees in rhetoric and from all these different places. And I learned so much. And then I have a special surprise up my sleeve, but I'll keep that with you there. So at our event, it's all about community. It's all about relationships. And our goal isn't just for you to walk away with clarity, which you will, mastery and understanding of customer journey, which you will, but also feeling recharged and on fire, ready to go into the world, knowing you have community and support. And so whether you're just starting out, totally fine. We have about half the room of that. Running a seven-figure business, totally fine. We have you. Eight-figure business, we got you. And we have had billionaires in the room. And we focus on principles and communities. And everybody learns from each other. Everybody benefits from each other. And everybody wins. And so I can't wait for you to be one of the 75 entrepreneurs in the room in that next experience with your bucket full. So I'm going to let you get back to the content. But I'm going to tell you, I cannot wait to hug you and high five you in Montana. So come be ready to be with 75 entrepreneurs that are all hungry for growth and networking and supporting. And of course, the world's most competitive rock, paper, scissors championship. So I'm going to let you get back to the content. But irregardless, right now, it's time to go to mindofgeorge.com slash event. Check it out. And we will see you November 16th through 19th in Whitefish, Montana. But all of these things are just cues for us. They're cues for us to get back on path, to get back on focus, to maybe get back into our body, to maybe get plugged back into our vision, to maybe get back to our needle movers in the business, to maybe um, address a fire that we've been putting out. Or, you know, it, it can be utilized in a whole lot of different places. Or maybe it's utilized when you're on a team meeting 
and you're on a call and you guys are proposing ideas and you see a team member like sigh after somebody says something and everybody goes on. But then you realize that if you ask a question in that moment, like, hey, Susan, quick question, like, what was that sigh? Like, what, what was your thought? I'd love to hear it. Like, I want all the feedback. And you realize that that sigh was an inclination or a clue into like a massive opportunity. Right. And so there's there's awesome awarenesses and things to be gained by utilizing these tools. And so the link to the video with Andrew Huberman is below. It's in the notes and I recommend that everybody watch it. But I also want to talk about a couple other tools because I know for me with breathwork, like I said earlier, I love it. I use it. Some of the best breathwork teachers in the world are my friends and uh, Zach, who's absolutely incredible, uh, who's been on this show. We've done breathwork together. That is also linked below. So if you want to go through breathwork with me and Zach uh, to learn this tool, to have it, we have that for you. That's linked below. And Zach is incredible, but I have these things. And even then, sometimes breath feels too hard for me, or um, sometimes I'll be on an airplane and I'll feel like doing breath work and other times I won't, or sometimes I actually forget and I'll be so overwhelmed or so upset. And so constantly looking at my toolbox and looking at our toolbox and adding things in is massively beneficial. But since I know not everybody utilizes the same tools and not every tool is as effective for everybody. We made a list of a couple other ideas and a couple other things that might be helpful for you that you can use to anchor in for yourself, whether that's for emotional regulation, whether that's for reminders for you in your environmental design, no matter what that is. And so here's what a few of them are. So number one, what we talked about was sign, right? So the link to that is below. I recommend everybody take, I think it's like 38 seconds or something. It's a YouTube short. We will link it below. Everybody go watch it. And then everybody like bombard Andrew Huberman and tell him that he should come on this podcast because I talk about him all the time, but I would love to have him. Um, So number one is sighing, and that one is linked below. Number two, we have movement. Number three, EFT tapping. Number four, jewelry, which I will explain. Um, Number five, the mammalian diving response, which is one of my favorite things ever. Um, and then number six, diaphragmatic breathing, which I just referenced, which with Zach, which just call it breathing. I call what Zach does magic. That's what I call what Zach does. Zach Halford does magic breathing because every time I do it, my heart vibrates, my body vibrates, and it happens in like 11 breaths, which is like my favorite thing to do with him is the 11, 22, 33. Um, but you'll see all that. We have all that, right? So Number one was sighing with Andrew Huberman, right? Number six, because we're going to skip around, was breath with Zach, okay? Number five, because I'm going to go out of order today because I'm feeling spunky. Number five (laughs) is the mammalian diving response. Now, I became obsessed with cold therapy uh, a couple of years ago, and it was massively beneficial for me. And when I mean I became obsessed, I started with a book called What Doesn't Kill Us Makes Us Stronger, I believe, by Scott Carney, who I talk about all the time, his other book, The Wedge. Um, I talk about what doesn't kill us makes us strong all the time. Then that led me to Wim Hof, and then that led me to cold. And then here's a news flash: I hate being cold. I do not like cold therapy. I do not like ice baths, but I do like the benefits of them. And so I'm a pansy about it. I will be the first one to try to get out of it. And so when I get back into it, if I've been out of it, I like toe tap in. And I remember reading about the mammalian diving response. And wherever I read about it, it reminded me of advertising back in the early, like, you know, early 1900s. And it would talk about anxiety and stress. And then it would say, if you had it to splash cold water in your face to splash cold water on your face. And 
Uh, what's really, really interesting is that it's because I believe it's the vagus nerve uh, runs down your face, but when it gets hit with cold water, it triggers your mammalian diving response, which your body, it basically forces it to like slow down your heart rate and bring yourself into your parasympathetic state, your rest and digest state. And um, it's been studied all over the world and it's like one of the benefits of cold. And so one of the ways I would tilt back in is uh, when I would have anxiety about getting in the ice bath, instead, I would just go fill a bowl with water and ice and I would do face holds in it. And that's what I would do for the day. And I would get not as many benefits, but it would instantly reset my mood and my nervous system. And uh, my dear friend, Angie Lee, who all of you should know and love on Instagram, has done this as well. But it's the mammalian diving response. And it's a really easy way to reset your nervous system. So you can Google it, but uh, it's just cold water, right? Like cold water to the face or, you know, dunking your head in cold water. It like instantly resets your nervous system. Same thing that happens when you jump into a cold lake and breathe, right? You get out and you're like, oh, everything's reset. So number five is the mammalian diving response, okay? Number three, because we're going out of order today, is EFT tapping, okay? And so I am not certified in this. I am not qualified to talk about this. I do not know enough about this to even give you an educated understanding of how it works, I will just tell you that it is incredibly, incredibly effective. It is incredibly, incredibly effective. Um, I would refer to uh, my dear friend, Jackie McDonald, who we will put her Instagram in the links below. I think she uses EFT. I'm I'm 99% sure. But look up EFT. Okay. And tapping is a very, very powerful tool that I found when I was in the paleo world. And a lot of paleo people introduced me to this technique. And I utilized this with some of my therapists who I I went to an actual psychologist who was certified in EFT and helped me do this. But we anchored in um, a lot of positive things for me. And um, I'm going to tie this one, which is EFT tapping and number four, which is jewelry together. Okay. So one of my EMDR therapists who is absolutely incredible with my PTSD, um, one of the worst parts of my PTSD was the nightmares. It was just the nightmares. And, uh, there were seasons of our marriage with Lindsay and I, where we would have to change the sheets on the bed, you know, two times a night, uh, because I would sweat through them and she would get wet because I would sweat so much and I would have nightmares and all the nightmares were around guilt, uh, and survivor's guilt around my Marines who committed suicide. Um, and, um, it was bad and I would be spatially disoriented wouldn't be able to wake up. It was, it was horrible. And, and it was, it was very, very bad. It was overwhelming. I was in not the hospital. It was, it was a dark time. And when I was doing AMDR, which is eye movement desensitization and reprogramming, which by the way is another tool, but not one that you can do yourself. So if you're interested, I highly recommend you look into that, especially if you have any trauma. But one of the things that we did is that uh, when we got to the root of the trauma and we realized that I was so triggered because I felt out of control and it was just like my childhood when I you know, kind of ended up homeless basically, <laughs> to keep that for another podcast, uh, which we've talked about enough. And um, I basically shut down and would curl up and shut down like into a ball. And so when we got to the root of it and the charge was gone, we talked about, well, how I wanted to feel. 
And the word that just kept coming to me was safe, like safe, 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 safe. And that word anchored it in for me. And so what we did is when we were remapping the belief for a very high level summary of EMDR, we anchored in that word safe to my ring finger, to my wedding ring that was on my, to my wedding ring. And so then every time we were doing this thing, I would spin that ring and say, I feel safe. And so then over the years, what would happen is if I was triggered or something would come up, I could just touch that ring and I would start spinning it. And it would always ground me and calm me back down. And then what happened is eventually I realized I stopped spinning the ring or so I thought. And then if you go look at footage of me keynoting, giving talks, there was about a two year period where I didn't even know I was spinning the ring, but I would be answering a question and my finger would be spinning the ring. So I was like making myself feel safe. And then one day it just stopped. Um, but I also had another one. If you go look at old footage, if you ever see footage of me tapping my fingers. So if you're watching this right now, I'm doing it. But I would sit there at like a table uh, and I would tap my fingers like you're seeing right now. And that one we anchored in for my spatial awareness. So I would wake up in the middle of the night and not know where I was or think I was somewhere else. Um, or I would start to have those thoughts or flashbacks, for lack of better terms. And I could do that. And that thing had the same benefit for me. And so there are ways to physically anchor in tools to your body to use consciously and subconsciously that just help you navigate and help you regulate to the best way possible, in my opinion, to get back on the field and keep building that vision of yours. And so that's kind of EFT tapping. And with tapping, it doesn't necessarily use jewelry or anchors or anything like that. You actually just tap your body. But like I said, I'm not qualified to explain that. Just look it up. It's called EFT tapping and then jewelry. And then the second one on the list, which is the last one for today, because we went out of order, is movement. And I know I talk about movement a lot. Um, I talk about movement a lot because I've been studying a lot and I've been reading a lot and I've been researching a lot. I've dove into every Andrew Huberman thing you can find, longevity, mental health, and I am in the best shape of my life at 40 years old. And I swear to God, I can basically pin it down to movement, but movement, 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 movement. Um, but literally this is the crazy thing about movement. The body just needs to move. And so it's not about going outside and sweating necessarily. It's just about movement. And I, I feel like movement is something that everybody gets to be okay with. Like I think about the times in my body where like I felt stuck and just physically helping me move felt better. Or if you've ever been in breath work, and you get stuck, we'll have you move your body or put your legs out or maybe move with it a little bit, right? Just to try to create movement. Movement is one of the greatest things. And, and in my opinion, and this is my opinion based on a whole lot of research and reading, I feel like one of the reasons that we struggle so much now, myself included until recently with anxiety um, and over overwhelm is basically because we don't move. We drive in cars, we sit on couches, like everything is so accessible and moving is our body's natural way of releasing endorphins and emotions and anxiety. And we use these things as tools reactively, but we can also use them proactively, which helps navigate this. And so movement, movement, movement. But it's funny because Ashley went and found a couple of studies and I talk about movement exercise being really important. But did you know that even simply tapping your leg can help you release kept energy? Anxiety disorders affect more than 31% of the U.S. population, according to the National Institutes of Health. The increased cortisol levels mean a higher heart rate and a compensatory need to move it or let it out. 
That's because movement increases blood flow and can release tension that is being stored in muscles, making tapping and movement a good coping mechanism, tapping the leg. Same thing with fidgeting too. All those popper toys that have hit every child's bedroom can be a great way for you to move your energy when you can't go for a full run or a full workout, right? So it's any level of movement. It's standing up from your chair. It's moving your body. It's wiggling your legs. If it's tapping, it's tapping. But what you're really, really doing is you're self-soothing. You're finding your presence again, and you're finding your center. And so I think what's important in this whole podcast is just to bring awareness to these tools and understand that you have them. You have them at your disposal. And there's multiple ways to use them. There's ways to use them to regulate your nervous system and your emotions when navigating hard and challenging situations. There's ways to use them as tilts or cues when paying attention to your team to help you get deeper or lead them more. There's ways to use them with your customers for the same thing. And all of these things are tools that we should have in our toolbox that we look at, that we we sharpen, that we hone, that we clean, and use them reactively when needed, but also pick them up and use them proactively to mitigate the need to use them reactively. And so that's what I have for today. And so that's how we're going to wrap today's episode. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go for a weighted hike. That's what I'm doing today. I'm doing a weighted hike to move my body. It's 85 degrees in Montana. It's sunny out. It's blue skies with mountains. And so I'm going to go do a weighted hike. And I hope you have an absolutely beautiful day. So I will see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. But either way, we are out. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.